0: This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. It is Tuesday. Good morning. Let's start things off with the what everybody wants to talk about today. The Dallas Cowboys are still in first place. Despite losing 38-10 last night. Good morning. Buzz and uh, Lisa off this week. Joanna holding down the Ford over in the producer studio. Good morning, Joanna.
1: Good morning.
0: And special guest Sal joining us for the rest of the week. Yay. What's going on, Good morning, everybody. Sal. What's going
2: on, Brandon? Were you able to catch any of that game last night? No, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I caught the highlights, and that's all I needed to see.
0: Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott has a fumbling problem. He actually got benched last night. And things are looking a bit rough for the Dallas Cowboys. And the the hopes were pretty high going into it because Leighton Vander Esch suited up last night after breaking his collarbone. And man, it was... I listened to the game. I wasn't able to tune it in, but I, I was able to listen to it and it was not an easy listen. Coming up on the show later today in a few hours from now, Steve Trevino... Comedian, fellow Texan, gonna be calling in to talk about his latest special, My Life in Quarantine. We have an interview that Lisa did with Corey Taylor coming up here in just a little bit. We have some coronavirus updates, we got the bad news, we got some good news. Not to be confused with good news, bad news. Sports headlines, five random facts, regular news. Joanna, what do we have coming up in regular news today?
1: Well, it looks like this week's presidential debate will be a little less chaotic than the first one because the debate commission has decreed that during the candidates' opening remarks for each segment, it will mute microphones of the person that isn't speaking.
0: About time. We were all thinking it. They just did it. Yeah. I voted yesterday, so I don't
2: care anymore.
1: Oh, I voted uh, at the end of last week.
2: Sal, have you voted yet? Yeah, oddly enough, I just voted yesterday. Hey, all right. Well, yeah.
1: Anybody else have a, a little bit of an issue with the finger condoms?
2: <laughs> Mine was ripped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I swear.
1: Somebody poked holes in yours. Pull
2: out energy big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: had to explain what that was to my kid when I got home. What's that? Oh, it's to vote. So she's gonna grow up and Oh, that's just a larger thing to vote. Gross.
1: I couldn't put mine on my finger and then the guy just kept looking at me and I'm like, I'm sorry, somebody else usually does this.
0: <laughs> Did you do it very seductive, Joanna? You're all mm.
1: No, I, I was a little flustered because I couldn't put it on. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, I am so
1: sorry, someone usually does this for me.
0: Um Yeah, so I voted, so I don't care anymore. I know, right? Doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. I I uh my kid has classes at the mall and I happened to walk by the one area where they have voting mm-hmm. and there was no line. Oh cool. So I just walked in. I um I asked cuz I didn't have my actual voter ID card. I always have my you know obviously my driver's license on me. Uh-huh. So I went in and asked, "Do I need both?" And the person was like, "No, as long as you have your state-issued ID, uh, ID you're good to go mm-hmm. your photo ID so they, they put know, that I, on the thing it scans it you're good to go
1: I handed my voter card and they were like yeah we do not really need this just give me your ID
0: apparently we're having issues with the Facebook yes, stream yes we
1: are I'll, I'll fix that the world <laughs> is happening
0: well <laughs> is it on our end
1: probably because it just keeps saying bit...
0: it's been interrupted
1: uh, I may have to restart the entire computer
0: <laughs> alright well we apologize for that if you're looking to get any on the uh, Facebook chat Um, Joanna, we'll we'll get right on that. Um, Yesterday we had the conversation about name your three favorite movies of all time. And this conversation became, or the decision I should say, increasingly difficult because you're locked in on these three. Joanna was able to get two yesterday. She had The Goonies and Scream. I tried to trick her into a third one. You it didn't did. work. You know how you just like you 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 like you was like a lull fire somebody round. a little bit, and then you just randomly ask them really quick. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah,
1: It did not. Um, but it took us that whole time for me to get two.
0: It took me a full day to get one because my my sister had asked me this over the weekend, and then I had three by the end of the show yesterday. And mine were Tombstone, Fight Club, and Goodwill Hunting. Great choices. Um. Apparently, we have massive problems everywhere, saying that there's nothing coming on on the radio either.
1: What?
0: So apparently, we're just talking to ourselves. That's a great day. Well, let's act like we can still be heard. (laughs) But I'm gonna hold off on hearing from Sal. Don't don't tell us any of your movies yet, because he was very confident. Oh, good,
1: because he's gonna go find David.
0: Very confident. (laughs)
1: I know he about did getting seem his first two. He was like, "I'm ready." And I was all right. like, "You are."
0: Well, we're, since we're having <laughs> these issues, I'm just gonna I'm gonna break early here. Okay. Um, we're gonna get it figured out. We'll go it go seems like everything is falling apart. thankfully Daver is here.
3: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
0: podcast. Uh, all right, let's get to some uh, coronavirus updates here, and we'll start with the craziness, I guess. And then we'll get to the good stories. Isn't that generally how we like to do it? Yeah. Just so then you're leaving yourself with a a better feeling rather than, like, hey, we all feel good. And then we're going to bring everybody back down. says here only 46% of people say they'll definitely go back to shaking hands once the pandemic is over. 26% will not, and the rest are not sure. Men are almost three times more likely than women to say they'll go back to handshakes. Joanna, are you going to go back to handshaking?
1: No, I'm going to continue with the Wakanda Forever signal. Just a little of this? Yeah. Right there? That.
0: I'm cool with that. Sal? Oh, yeah. Wakanda Forever. Or of Forever? Forever. <laughs> a timeshare company has come up with what's possibly the safest way to have Thanksgiving with your family. Oh, Book a 15-night trip where everyone quarantines for two weeks in their own suite. Then on the last night, you get to have Thanksgiving dinner.
1: 15 days? 15
0: total days. You're quarantined for 14, and then on the final day, you get to have Thanksgiving dinner with your family. The price starts at just over $2,000 per suite. That's not bad. For two weeks?
1: Actually, yeah, that's pretty that's a good deal.
0: They're offering locations in Arkansas, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. It looks like it's Wyndham Resorts are the ones that are doing this. You have let's See what the suites look like. That looks like a condo. Oh, okay. I have one bedroom deluxe suites, two bedroom deluxe yeah, I mean it's it's essentially a condo now, do you really want to be cooped up in this condo for fourteen days? That's the question
1: mm-hmm.
0: There's a quiz in Time magazine where you can see how your coronavirus risk tolerance stacks up against other people. oh wow, that's long very long I, I was hoping we could actually do a little oh. bit of this, but it's very long questions um actually, wait a minute, let me check, yeah. I'm on Buzz's computer. Let's give them all the information we can. (laughs) Right. It starts out here. It says, going to the movies in the first scenario below, consider whether you'd watch a two-hour movie in a 386-seat theater as the number of moviegoers increases. The theater doesn't let strangers sit next to one another, has upgraded its air filtration system, and audience members must wear masks the entire time. Is this a place you consider going? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Buzz's computer, so yes. I'm well, willing he, to do everything.
1: He has gone to the movies, so...
0: That's true. It, You know what? And so what it does is... You know when you order your tickets through Fandango? Yeah. And you're looking at the actual movie theater, and it will show you... If it's red, it means it's filled. If it's white, it means that that seat's available. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what this is doing. And it's showing you that now eight people are in the movie theater, 370 seats available, and it's showing you where they're sitting... And it's just asking you, imagine it's two minutes before showtime. Would you buy the last ticket for the show? Yes. I'm on Buzz's computer. Yes. I'm just yeah, going to keep will. clicking yes. Over and over and over again until it's filled <laughs> up. Look at that. Look at that thing filling up. Oh, my God. We're now down to, I'm just going to keep saying yes. Oh, for crying out loud. There's more than that. Well, you can, always, you can check that out at time.com. It's there. How your coronavirus risk tolerance stacks up. Do you guys consider yourselves pretty consistent when it comes to the risks you're willing to take in regards to the coronavirus? Because what I've noticed is it seems like people can be very adamant about, well, I need to be washing my hands all the time, but I have no problem standing right next to somebody without a mask on. Ugh.
2: Do you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't seem that they're. Their level of concern is even throughout the entire um, guidelines that you should be following. Do you guys notice if you're consistent or not?
1: I guess I could be a little inconsistent. I went to the spirit store yesterday.
0: But did you keep your distance?
1: Uh, Yeah, I tried to, but it was a bit cramped.
0: Did you wear a mask?
1: I wore a mask. And at the end, I was like, I need the hand sanitizer.
0: (laughs) Uh, Some more coronavirus stories. It seems like people are getting more and more comfortable with getting on planes again. I saw a story that said that certain airlines, it's one of the lowest risk things you can do in regards to catching the coronavirus is getting on a plane. You're you're less likely to get it on a plane than you are going to the grocery store. TSA screened more than one million people on Sunday. That's the most... In one day since St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. I remember this all came down, man, right on my birthday. Word. It all hit. My wife had a surprise party lined up for me at Top Golf. Uh huh. And it all fell apart. Happy 40th birthday, Brandon. Uh, coronavirus has killed maximalism. Say what now? Maximalism, okay, which was the trend over the past decade to buy lots of loud, bright furniture and decorations for your home. But now people are going back to minimalism. Okay. Even though the job market isn't great right now, a quarter of workers in the United States say they've considered quitting their job during the pandemic because of stress. Are there you planning on quitting anytime soon?
2: No, Never. no. I'm not. Uh, no. I, I got stuff I got to do. I can't do that just yet. <laughs> i right. about like 45 more years before I could do that.
0: Saul's in it for the long haul, man. <laughs> right. And we have some, uh, the updated numbers of, uh, from coronavirus. New daily cases in the United States, 57,327. 442 new deaths. Worldwide, overall, 40.6 million People have caught it. 1.1 million deaths, which of course means there's about 30.3 million people who have beaten it already. And of course, there's the people who still have it worldwide as well. So that's your, I don't want to say negative coronavirus stories, but not the best ones. Now, here's some really good coronavirus stories. There were three teenage girls in Ireland. They spent three months in the lockdown working on an app. It's called Memory Haven, and it helps people with dementia. You know, like uh, the uh, the old lady from The Notebook. Okay. It's a collection of games and tasks that help prevent memory loss. It also just won a huge international competition. They beat out 1,500 other teams in 62 countries. It says here, during the pandemic, the three girls decided to use lockdown to help solve a problem. And talking about dementia and what the issue is. Dude, these kids are going far, man. Oh my
2: god! They
0: completed this whole thing in about three months, and now here it is. This is them talking about the challenges that they uh, they met when they were working on this app. The coding. Have you ever seen or tried to code before?
1: No, but I've in seen a language the like uh,
0: Java or Python
2: or C or anything like that.
1: I've seen the movies. I've where tried they just put numbers. What have
2: you? What have you tried with Sal? Um, I tried at the very beginning when I was like 15 or 16, got fed up and I have not touched it since. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not easy. It's,
0: it's, 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 there's a reason that people who are able to code and people who are able to write programs, um, make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, these girls, they're going far, man. So they did this entire thing where they weren't able to meet up together. And so they used the WhatsApp video, uh, calling feature and they were able to to, to, to design this whole thing again it's called memory haven and they just beat out 1500 other teams from 62 different countries some more positive coronavirus news one day uh after his 64th birthday a covid19 patient in iowa was just sent home after 99 days in the hospital And six weeks of that was in quarantine in the ICU before he tested negative. And I thought I had that audio here somewhere. Hold on. I feel like buzz right now. I'm Hold still on. just
1: amazed with those 15-year-olds.
0: Pretty big deal, right?
1: Yeah, do you know what most 15-year-olds are doing? Not that. They're <laughs> learning TikTok dances.
0: Somebody just put in the Facebook chat, uh, code.org, free hour of code, learn today. Yeah, you can do it, but it's... It ain't easy. And if you want one of the best videos you're going to see this week, there's a Florida couple named Joe and Eve Lorith. They've been married for 60 years, and they were just reunited after spending seven months apart. (gasps) (laughs) So Joe got really sick in March with an unknown illness. It doesn't sound like it was covid but Eve couldn't visit him because of the pandemic, even when he had his left leg amputated. Oh. The best they could do was talk on the phone and see each other through a window a few times. Then in August, she moved into a retirement home, and he finally joined her this past Wednesday. So about a week ago. That is sweet. She didn't know when he'd show up, so it was a surprise. And of course, in the end, we get to hear the joys of them chatting it up with each other. hmm I miss you. If that doesn't warm you up today, uh, you might be dead inside. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I got some other just kind of random stories here. Uh,
2: Sal, who are you, you? a Cowboy fan? No. I, worse. I'm a Detroit Lions fan.
0: Oh, fantastic. So you, won know about, yeah, so, so you this week. So you knew about frustration and anger? Oh, my whole life. <laughs> because there's a Tennessee Volunteers fan who got so upset Ooh. that his team was getting blown out by Kentucky. He threw a beer bottle through a window. Uh, that's the- Tennessee football. Done this? I didn't do it.
2: His blood pressure.
0: Yeah, his blood pressure is up apparently, and I
1: can't watch this team anymore. He more. was just tired of
0: watching this team out there. He can't take the Tennessee Volunteers anymore.
2: Let me see I mean, who they play next. Let's see if he'll throw another bottle. I was
0: to say, when was the last time Tennessee was really good? Has it been since Peyton Manning was uh, there?
2: Probably. I mean, they've had years where
0: the expectations were high. But I don't think they ever really met those expectations. I think even when when Peyton was there, they weren't really meeting expectations because
2: the, those expectations are, are are pretty high. If it if. He was upset over a loss to Kentucky. Well, they play Alabama next. <laughs> and Arkansas. And then A&M. And then Auburn. And then they'll get a break, I guess, November 28th against Vanderbilt. Battle for last place.
0: Oh, Auburn. good Lord. Well, that guy's <laughs> in for uh, for a long haul there. It's the Buzz Adams, Adams Morning
3: Show Podcast.
0: No. no. All right, so yesterday I brought up on the show, name your three favorite movies of all time, any genre, and you're locked in on these three. And of course, what happened was a lot of people just started listing movies they really like. No, that's not the game. You got to lock in on your three favorites. Okay. Mine, I came up with Tombstone, Fight Club, and Goodwill Hunting. Which I'm still not even sure if I'm sold on the three of those either. <laughs> I think Tombstones, d- that's a definite yes. That's the one that's like, yes. Joanna was able to come up with two. She had the Goonies and Scream. And still no third one, huh? No is it between a couple or is it just is I'm, it still completely open ended at yeah, this point
1: Yeah very torn between choosing a Disney movie or one of the most ridiculous comedies
0: out there And that's something that when I responded to my sister when I gave her the final 3 that was something that she commented she, there's no Star Wars, no Marvel, no Disney in any of my top mm-hmm. 3. And for me it was like there's so many to choose I don't know which one to choose, so I just I didn't choose at all.
1: <laughs>
0: so, all right, Sal, you said, I and mean, he was quick this morning before we started the show. Sal goes, got it. Yeah. On at least two. And then he said that he was going to filibuster to try to figure out the third one. <laughs> so, what are your two?
2: Well, I have the third one already. Oh, my so, goodness. Um, the, Look
0: at Sal. Super confident I, today I, on a Tuesday. I can make
2: you wait for the third one if you guys want, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I picked School of Rock. Okay. Aww. Pursuit of Happiness, okay, and Night of the Living Dead, the 90s one. Those are my three favorite of all time. Of all time, huh? And and the reason why I picked those is that they stretch across many genres. None of them are the same. You're going to have a different kind of emotion in every... Unless you like to laugh when people get their flesh eaten by zombies. Um, You know, (laughs) I think that you'll pretty much feel one emotion, a different emotion for each movie.
0: What was the third one, the last one you came up with?
2: Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just a movie that my sister and I would always watch growing up. Um, We would stay up past our bedtime, probably shouldn't have done that, but but we're still here, so it doesn't matter. So kids, if you're listening, watch scary movies. It's not Um, the end of the world. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, Night of the Living Dead would be the third one.
0: My kid keeps wanting to watch Coraline since it's Uh kind of Halloween season, and she's very proud that it doesn't terrify her. Because it, I warned it her, I'm like, Dude, it with terrifies th- no, me. That's the thing. And I'm
1: thirty one.
0: But of course we tried to watch Cloverfield with her and that ended up in tears. Oh. And we didn't even get to the past five minutes of the movie. She just doesn't like um, TJ Miller. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was really the scene when the Statue of Liberty's head gets ripped off and it's thrown down oh, the street and it's, and it's like, like bouncing slides. down the alley. Yeah.
1: There was a period of in time where I was obsessed with that movie. It's a good movie. I kept telling people, have you guys seen Cloverfield? And my friends would immediately be like, Joanna, shut up about Cloverfield. You asked
0: us this literally an hour ago. Even if I wanted to watch it, I still wouldn't have had time to watch it. And
1: then I was that friend that when we finally all got together to watch it, I was just watching them for their reactions. But did, did they you like see it? Did this part? Yeah, they liked okay. it. But watching they were them like,
2: watch the movie,
1: they were like, not as. Obsessed did you oversell with it?
0: Because that's. I mean, that's one of the things that can really bite you in the butt when it comes to getting other people to watch a movie is if you oversell that movie. It's not going to be as good.
1: I don't think I oversold it, but I think like when they said, "Yeah, it was pretty good," I was like, "That's it." It's better than that. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were like, shut up about Cloverfield.
0: There's one thing that I can think of recently that really met the hype mm-hmm. that I watched. And that was Hamilton. Mm. No, very- I, I, that really did. Because my, my wife and daughter had watched it. They wouldn't stop talking about it. And it took me forever to to watch it. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, know Buzz was a big fan of Hamilton. Because he was the same way. He had never seen it. His daughters were obsessed with it. And he assumed, okay, well, there's no way that this is going to match the hype. And, and it might be good, but it's not going to meet the expectations. And it did. I think for both of us, it actually did. So, Sal, knocking out the three, uh, three movies pretty quick there. Yeah, it's-, it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's do a little education here on the show. We've got five random facts here for your Tuesday. Random fact number one. Kleenex tissues were originally invented in 1924 as a way to remove makeup. Oh. So many people wrote the company to say they were using them as disposable handkerchiefs. All the marketing shifted to that by 1930. Cuz remember people used to have like the an actual cloth snot rag they would carry around yeah, in yeah, their yeah. pocket. How was that sanitary? Ugh. Random fact number two. (laughs) Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy is related to Colin Powell.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: One of Wentz's grandfathers is cousins with Powell. Huh. Is he the one that's also related to Joe Rogan? There was a rock star yeah. that's related to Joe Rogan. I, it might be the du- it I think it was. might be the dude from My Chemical oh, the, Romance.
1: The, yeah, Gerard Way.
0: Yes, that's who it was, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've ever met each other. He, they, Joe has talked about it on his podcast, and I don't think they've ever actually met.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But they're related. Random fact number three. You can send a coconut, a potato, a sombrero, a brick, an inflated beach ball, a frisbee, or a pillow... Through the U.S. Postal Service, without a box, (laughs) you just have to put enough postage on it and an address label. Let me go through all of that again. A coconut. Okay. A potato. A potato. A sombrero. (laughs) A brick. An inflated beach ball. So apparently not a deflated beach ball.
1: It has to be inflated.
0: It's got to be inflated.
1: I hope this potato finds you well.
0: <laughs> a frisbee or even a pillow. You can send all of that stuff without a box. Random fact number four. Oh, Lord. Dallas Cowboys were the first NFL team to make nachos popular at their stadium.
1: Ooh.
0: Currently, they're making fumbles popular at their stadium. <laughs> Howard Cosell ate them and talked about them during a slow Monday night football game there back in 1978, before the rest of the NFL really got on board. I cannot imagine a time before nachos were delightful treats at sporting events. Oh man, have I ever told you about the movie theater that I used to go to? No. And they had the best nachos ever. So, you know those little plastic trays that they'll put in nachos and it has the divider. So, there's the little cup on the side that they put the nacho sauce in and yeah. then they fill the rest with chips.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if you bought the small version of the nacho, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. If you bought the large version, which is only like 50 cents more, they would give you two bags of tortilla chips. Mm hmm. And they were, I mean, they weren't the big, giant size, but they also weren't the tiny size. They were, it was, it was a lot of chips. Then they would proceed to fill up the entire tray with nacho cheese. Yum. Sheesh. And it was like three bucks. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so
2: good. What was the line to the restroom like? Though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> After the movies. Longer line. Random fact number five. The Afrin country african country swaziland has a law that bans witches from flying their broomsticks higher than 500 feet in the air there you go nancy pelosi you can go fly under 500 feet if you'd like (laughs) over in swaziland just make sure you keep it under 500 feet and that is your random facts for today it's the buzz adams morning show podcast and i think i might have a brain teaser for you I stumbled onto this yesterday, and I'll just explain it right now, and people can kind of sit on this one for a little bit as we're going to get ready to get into news. So there's three identical triplets, John, James, and William. You can't tell them apart. They look exactly the same. John and James always lie. William always tells the truth. You run into one of the triplets on the street and you need to find out if it's John because he owes you money. <laughs> you get to ask one yes or no question. What question are you asking to find out if it's John?
1: Where's my money, bitch?
0: <laughs> it's got to be a yes or no question.
1: Oh, right.
0: All right, so one more time. Three identical triplets, John, James, and William. John and James always lie. William always tells the truth. You need to find out if the one that you run into is John. You ask one yes or no question. What question are you asking? So sit and stew on that one for a little bit see if anybody can come up with it. And if you want to try to uh, answer it in the Facebook chat, you're more than welcome to do that. Just head on over to Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook and uh, hop in the chat. We'll see if anybody can get the, uh, the correct answer.
2: It's the Buzz Adams Morning
0: Show podcast. But we're getting back to this brain teaser. A lot of people chiming in on the Facebook chat. With this brain teaser, one more time, really quick. You have three identical twins, John, James, and William. John and James always lie. William always tells the truth you run into one of the triplets and you need to find out if it's John you get to ask one yes or no question what are you asking so I got this from a gentleman by the name of Raymond Smuldian and he was on Johnny Carson this is from all the way back in 1982 and he had presented this to him and it's him working the problem out with Johnny Carson so here's your answer this was also after like a full two minutes of them working the problem out with johnny carson completely baffled yeah (laughs) Uh so congratulations to uh anybody in the facebook chat that put that so do you understand how how you come to that
1: so john would say
0: so if you ask right are you james the whole point is you're trying to get john to answer differently than the other two
1: william would tell the truth and say no
0: And James would lie lie and and say say no. no. And John would lie and say yes. Still trying to wrap your head around it? No, I got it. (laughs) Okay. A lot of good answers in the Facebook chat, though. Are you James is the question.
2: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
0: Podcast. Not exactly sure where uh, Steve Trevino is. Hopefully hear from him here in a little bit. He does have a new special coming out. My Life in Quarantine. It's already out, actually, I should say. And he has... A series of tour dates already lined up, including heading over here to El Paso, Texas at the beginning of December. He'll be in San Antonio just before that, Addison just before that, Belleville, Houston. These are all stops. Just head to SteveTravigno.com to check out where he's going to be and to also get details on his new special, My Life in Quarantine. I'm thinking he's probably sleeping in today.
1: <laughs> it is early.
0: So I'm not quite sure what he's doing, but I did find an am I the a-hole for you. All right, Sal, have you been involved in an am I the a-hole before? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so this is a subreddit where people ask the question, am I the a-hole, and they give a scenario. And then we can kind of say yay or nay if you are or not. And there's different options you can have here. There is yes, you are the a-hole. There is no, you are not, but the other person is there is everybody sucks here. And then um, the last one also being, uh, we need more information. So the headline for this one is, am I the a-hole for setting up my ex-husband to look like a bad father? First
2: impressions. Off the bat, yes. Yes. (laughs) I love these subreddits, by the way. (laughs) I'm on these for about two, three hours just reading these.
0: (laughs) All right. So we're going to dive right into this one here. And I always love it when somebody starts a post that says, I'll keep this short. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's there's even two short? full
0: pa- yeah, there's <laughs> even two full paragraphs at the end. Yikes. When me and my ex's daughter, and they're putting Megan in quotes, so that's not the, the girl's real name. There's, that's the name we're going with here, was turning thirteen, she wanted a tiered Harry Potter cake. She was very specific in what she wanted. I told her as gently as I could that I didn't think we'd be able to afford that. And my ex took that opportunity to be the, quote, fun parent and said in a doting voice, Oh, baby, don't worry. Daddy will get you your cake. She was all smiles and ran off to get her bags. I told him if he was going to promise this to all If he was going to promise this, to order it early because bakeries require advance order. He got all huffy and said that he knew what he was doing and that I should mind my own business. (laughs) I said anything involving our daughter is my business. Mm -hmm. He said he didn't need my help and I should just handle the birthday party and he would get the cake. I said, okay, and then he left for the weekend. But I know my ex. He puts things off that aren't about him. I knew he was going to forget to order it. Usually I would pester him so he wouldn't forget. But he said he didn't need my help, so I decided not to bring it up unless he did. But I did call a friend who has started to decorate cakes, and I ordered a cake from her. It cost a little bit more than I would have liked, but not as much as I anticipated. Mm -hmm. Well... He never brought the cake up again, at least not until the day before her birthday. He called me frantic. He forgot to order the cake. And now none of the bakeries will take his order without tacking on a massive fee because there's no way they can have the cake ready unless they focus their full staff on one cake. I was going to tell him not to worry. I ordered the cake for him, but then he says, Why didn't you remind me? I just snapped and said he didn't figure this out, and he better have a cake tomorrow, then I hung up. I'm going to leave the story right there, and we're going to get back to this, as we are now joined by the incredibly funny, the incredibly amazing Steve Trevino, ladies and gentlemen.
3: How you doing, Steve?
0: What's up, buddy? Well,
3: dude, now I feel like I interrupted something. It's like Here's a a serious story that you're into. Now here's Steve Trevino.
0: That was a perfect place for a pause, though, because basically, have you ever gone to subreddit or gone to Reddit and gone to the subreddit, Am I the A-hole?
3: No, I got to check it out, I guess,
0: huh? It's basically people pose the question and they give the scenario and they want to know, like, here is something that I did or here is something that I might do, and they want to know, am I the A-hole for what I did?
3: Oh, yeah. You know, that's we. I have a friend like that, that he's always on the line. You know what I mean? Oh, where yeah. It's like, you know, where it's like, well, technically, yes, you were broken up with your chick, but she was still living with you. Not cool, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. So this one had to do with, um, it was the a, a mother and her ex, he promised to get the cake. He forgot to do it, and she had already ordered the cake for him, I guess, is really where we're we're kind of at here. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that in actually just a minute. We want to uh, talk about Steve's new special, My Life in Quarantine. Where did you film this one at?
3: Well, you know what, we filmed it outdoors, socially distanced, everybody wore a mask, and, you know, we, we did it in Canyon Lake, Texas, because, you know, this pandemic hopefully will be over soon, and I had written all this material about what I and my wife and my family were going through uh, during the lockdown and the shutdown. And we decided that, well, you know, two things. That material is hopefully not going to be relevant in the next year. Mm -hmm. Let's film it. And also, you know, I I think people need a laugh, and they need something new to watch. So we filmed it, and instead of waiting for Netflix or Amazon Prime or any of those guys, we just put it on my website. You want to rent it? You go to my website. You watch it. You make it a date night, and, and hopefully, you enjoy it. You know, because you know, I, I was—I found out that I was unessential during the lockdown, and <laughs> I think that's—I think that's BS, man. I'm definitely essential. We need entertainment. We need laughter in our lives, and that's why I did it.
0: Well, you're essential to us, Steve. And if you want to go to his website, Steve dot com, that's where you can go find the new special My Life in Quarantine. You do have some dates lined up here, um, pretty much throughout Texas, other than heading out to Pittsburgh. It looks like already in twenty twenty one, huh?
3: Yeah, well you know what, man? You know, we've been real creative in Texas and uh we're gonna be at the El Paso Comic Strip um next month because we just keep touring Texas as long as they let us and you know, like I said, I, you know, being unessential is not okay for me. I want to get out there and I want to, I want to share my sense of humor with people. And oh, and then the best part: when you rent my special from my website, uh, part of the proceeds are going to our veterans. So I decided that if I'm going to ask you to pay for it, I might as well also help our veterans.
0: Yeah. So the the new special, "My Life in Quarantine," it's Steve Trevino. Um, are you still uh, living in New Braunfels?
3: Living in your brothels, man, living... Thank God I, I got out of California. I was, uh, I was I was ahead of the curve five years ago when I got out of there, and, and I wanted to get away from all the comedians so that I wouldn't have to be around them, and they're all following me here now.
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter where you go. They're just going to keep uh, riding your coattails. I, if you follow Steve on social media, you'll notice that he's the kind of guy cannot sit still, which... I would imagine quarantine and everything else has been incredibly difficult, and you've been taking this opportunity to, you're renovating a house?
3: Completely renovated a house during the uh, during the shutdown, and then we moved into another house, and now I'm starting to uh, do all the things that need to be done in that house. And, you know, that, that was another reason that I wanted to move to Texas is because, you know, I I don't want to be in L.A. around a bunch of comedians. You know, if I'm in Texas and I'm living the life that I'm living, I'm living a normal life so that I can always continue to be relatable, you know?
0: Um, and then you also have the podcast that you're doing with uh, your wife. It's Steve Trevino and Captain Evil, the podcast.
1: Uh, you can man,
3: That podcast is... is... Basically, marriage therapy in front of an audience. They get to to watch me and my wife literally have arguments and talk about our week and and our frustrations with each other in in front of a camera. So, you know, if you're married and you need some therapy, don't pay for it. Just watch the podcast.
0: What's up with you and Pies, by the way? Because you recently did a contest with your wife with Pies. Well, you know
3: what, man, you know, I'm always giving back to the veterans, and we wanted to feed our veterans over the Thanksgiving holiday at Camp Pendleton, the Marines specifically, and uh, I decided and my wife decided that we're going to have a contest where one of us gets pied in the face, whoever reaches 100 pies first. So I'm proud to say that this Thanksgiving, because of uh, our viewership and my wife and I, uh, we're going to send... 235 pies to Camp Pendleton to feed our troops for the holidays.
0: So, if anybody does not know this, my first introduction to Steve was five years ago, and it was the pie in the face game. See, now he he remembers it, (laughs) and it's on YouTube, and it was Steve's idea, and I remember it was one of those, it was one of the trips where you came in early, so you were on the show both Thursday and Friday, and we're working after the show, all of a sudden, you popped back into the studio, and Buzz brings up this idea, hey, we're going to play the -the pie-in-the-face game, because this is when it was big, like, that was that, that... uh, Oh, it was huge. Everybody was getting the
3: -the pie-in-the-face
0: game. Yes. And so we had to put an interesting twist on it. So Steve came up with the idea that, well, why don't we just trim our pubes, and we're going to put that on top of the shaving cream that we'll put on top.
3: <laughs> and we
0: called it the pubic puri. It was the pubic It was disgusting. It's still up on YouTube if you do want to check it out. And I believe it's the only time Steve has ever cursed on the air.
3: I have never cursed on the air because I'm always well aware that I'm so lucky to be on the radio that I don't want to ruin it for <laughs> other comedians. I don't want to ruin it for the for the jocks that work there. But it was so nerve wracking, <laughs> and I, you know, each of us would take a turn clicking the thing. And I remember we were I was up to like I was like click number eleven, yeah. and I'm like, oh no, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen to me. And then you were right after me and smack right in the face. And I, I, it was just one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my entire life. Which, by the way, I'm the one that came up with the game, and now I have to play it. And then I remember one of my opening acts. He's like, I'm not doing that, dude. I'm not doing that, bro. <laughs> oh, that's right. My, he goes, my dad will think I'm gay. I'm like, no, he won't. Stop. <laughs> like, come on.
0: Well, and the funny thing is, Fernie refused to do it, too. Oh, yeah. There was a okay. few different people. We were like, yeah, screw it. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's let's do this thing. We ended up doing it. It ended up being a great bit, and you can go check it out where Steve curses on the air. It was He had just sat down, and you can tell the fear in your face. It's starting to take over oh, because man, in was... your head, you're like, I'm going to get it. There's no way this thing's not going. Well,
3: and, and I'm one of those people that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, man. If I, you know, I'm not going to back out, you know. But it was probably one of the best radio moments that I've ever been a part of uh, with you guys. And I'm just happy it didn't happen to me.
0: <laughs> well, I will say it was definitely a highlight and a low light for me. It was great radio, but unfortunately I did have to take a uh, handful of pubes to the face to, to, to create yeah, that and great, and radio. great radio.
3: And by the way, it was mine. It was yours. It was Kyle Ray's. It was uh, it was Buzzes. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And both Steve yeah. and Buzz were very adamant about. Um, no, oh, sorry. I haven't. Yeah, show- I haven't showered in two days.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was definitely a radio moment. Like I said, I'm glad it didn't happen to me because, with my luck, I'll end up with a TV show and then I'll get canceled <laughs> because somebody because got of offended. That. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> How dare he cursed on the air? It's like, well, it didn't actually go over the airwaves. That's just on YouTube. But I don't care. I find that offensive. Steve says yeah, he
3: took man's pubes in the face. And that's, he's making fun of people.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> here we go. God forbid. Uh, Steve is definitely somebody you want to check out on social media. Do you want to plug your socials real quick?
3: Yeah, Texas Trevino on Instagram and stevetrevino.com. And look, man, I hope people, you know, rent the special and watch it with their wife and, and realize that when they do rent the special, they'll be giving back to our veterans um, as they're doing it. So. I think it's a win-win-win for
0: everybody. Yeah, that's definitely one of the big things when it comes to Steve, when he's putting forth something, whether it's even just one of his stand-up shows, if you're going to go see him live, if you're uh, going to rent My Life in Quarantine or anything like that, Steve is very good about making sure that he's giving back to the veterans because we respect, care, and love everything that they do for us because of them. I am able to be on the radio and take Steve's pubes to my face Uh, and things like that, you know? (laughs)
3: Well, for now, you know it seems like every day we're losing more of our freedoms, but um, we do love the troops, and, and I always give back to the veterans. So you buy my life, you rent my life in quarantine. You give back to the veterans. You get a laugh out of it, and everybody wins.
0: I still remember when your special was on Netflix. Yours was the one that got taken down, wasn't it? Because it was the same name as Ellen's.
3: Yeah, Ellen. Ellen decided to name her special relatable and put hers on Netflix and then she took my, she asked Netflix to take mine down and you know I always kept my mouth shut about it you know and I didn't want to sound bitter and angry towards Ellen but I always believed that people always get what they deserve and Ellen has definitely gotten what she has deserved <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I always remember I'd be flipping through Netflix and I had that thing. It was in my queue and then I watched it and then it would move to the the watch again portion. So no matter where it was, every time I tune into Netflix or I I, I turned it on, I'd have in the back of my brain, I was like, that guy's pubes were on my face every single time. Yeah,
3: well, you know. I'm I'm
0: sure my wife does not
3: feel the same way you do. I
0: hope not. All right. Steve Trevino, he's got a whole bunch of dates here in Texas. He's even going to be coming through El Paso here at the beginning of December. And make sure you check out My Life in Quarantine. You can find it and all of his podcasts that he does with Captain Evil at stevetrevino.com. Thanks for calling in, Steve. Thanks, guys.
3: Thanks,
0: buddy. That is Steve Trevino, man. He is... An absolute kick in the pants. If you don't follow him on social media, you're missing out because he has been renovating a a brand new house. Or not a brand new house, but I guess the the, the renovating house. And you get to see his experience with his wife and Ikea. One of my favorite jokes that that he tells has to do with how he's proud of his calves, how he has very sexy calves. And his wife was making fun of him because she goes, Of course, you have really nice calves. You're five foot six. You're doing this all the time. (laughs) Constantly standing on your toes. Of course, you're going to have nice calves. All right, coming up, we're going to finish this. Am I the A hole? I'll give a quick recap here. The the headline is Am I the A hole for setting up my ex husband to look like a bad father? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So basically a father promised the daughter a, a certain type of kid, it was a, a tiered Harry Potter kid. The mother, with the, the parents aren't together anymore. The mother knew that he was going to screw it up. He never brought it up. So we're picking up the story here where she says... He calls her the day before the party. He forgot to order the cake. And now none of the bakeries will take his order without tacking on a massive fee because there's no way they can have the cake ready unless they focus their full staff on one cake. Oh, and the mother has also uh, already ordered her own, by the way. (laughs) Knowing that this was going to happen. She says, I was going to tell him not to worry. I ordered the cake for him. But then he says, why didn't you remind me?
1: Bitch, we you no more?
0: I just snapped <laughs> and said he needed to figure this out and he better have a cake tomorrow. Then I hung up. <laughs> he brought a cake. A okay. plain white sheet cake with red trim and one of those printout sugar decals on the front of Harry Potter and his two friends. Okay. And a wax 11 candle. By the way, the daughter's turning 13. Oh. He revealed the cake during her party so everyone was sitting quiet and Megan, that's what we're calling the daughter, mm-hmm. looked heartbroken and tried to be nice, but she asked what happened to the cake she wanted. While the ex is floundering I let him go on for a few seconds before laughing Ah ha 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 just kidding and then I went and pulled out the cake I had ordered from the kitchen Megan lit up and everyone laughed and it was just one huge joke and the rest of the party went great but after everyone went home and Megan was in her room the ex tried to lay into me about humiliating him and letting him look like a bad father And I told him the only one who made him look bad was him. Mm -hmm. I think I was justified, but some mutual friends think I should have just told him I got the cake to keep things civil between us. Am I the a-hole? And there's a couple of edits that were added in here at the end. Okay. So it says here, I never told Megan or even planned to tell her, not at least until she was older, but she started acting very chilly towards my ex. For for a long while after her birthday party and when he asked and when he asked her why she admitted to almost walking into the kitchen when he and I were whisper arguing the night of her birthday, (laughs) she found out he'd completely forgotten to order the cake and the joke cake was actually the real cake he had gotten her. So she was very cross with him for a long time afterwards. Mm. To everyone thinking I purposefully waited to have him reveal the joke cake before showing the cake I ordered, I didn't. I planned on pulling him aside before the party and letting him know I just went ahead and ordered a cake for him. Then we take the big cake and leave whatever he brought in the kitchen. But he showed up after all the guests had arrived. So I didn't have time to grab him before he sat the sheet cake box on the dining room table where everybody saw it. And I knew everyone was going to notice notice us taking his short pink box into the kitchen and coming out with a taller white one. I did this all thinking on my toes. So now comes the question. Is she the a-hole for doing this?
1: I feel like somehow everybody sucks in this situation. Kind of, right? Like the, the daughter still ended up losing out.
0: I mean, it's an interesting situation when you know somebody or you have a feeling somebody is going to fail at something right. because of their track record, because of what they're used to. Because people have patterns. That's just the way that, that human beings are built. Breaking those patterns right. are, are, are what's incredibly difficult. But you can usually tell. If somebody has a track record for doing something like this, chances are it's going to happen again. And I understand why the mom is in a difficult place here. Because... She knows the dad's making a promise that he can't keep. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have to be the one to put in the work and buy the cake. But you can't, you can't necessarily throw him under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, it's it's this is one of those incredibly difficult situations that has to do. Man, I I don't know. I mean, it, this one. There's people in the Facebook chat. Eric says not the a hole. Um, Brittany says, uh, not the a hole, it was his responsibility, and she made sure that their daughter was not let down.
2: True. Sal, what do you think? Um, they all suck, like Joanna said, because instead <laughs> of focusing on one thing, the party, <laughs> they wanted to play games. On other areas, you know that the father is unreliable and that source, but you still resulted to going that route, but you had a backup plan. All while I'm seeing a bunch—I'm reading this subreddit, by the way. I have it open. <laughs> and, and, and before I even go to that, I, I tried to type it in, AITA for setting up ex-husband. It was like six different them. Um, oh, so,
0: oh, there's tons of <laughs> them, <up>, man. <Yeah. laughs>
2: it's ridiculous. But, yeah, she—well, um, first, that father has to be more attentive. I mean, come on. If you paid attention in the first place, this wouldn't be an issue. But I see the mom going the extra mile to plan a, a bunch of capitalized plans. I initially planned, but this happened. Mm-hmm. I planned on doing this, but this happened. So I, I see, I see, kind of like a like a cop out in a way. But at the end of the day, BTA, both the a holes. Yeah, I think I would kind of
0: agree with that. And unfortunately, the person that's going to pay the price on this one is going to be that daughter. The
2: daughter,
0: mm-hmm. uh, because you have a dad who, and we've all known people like this. They make gigantic promises. They mm-hmm. never follow through with them, and then who is the person that's going to be left um, picking up all that slack? It's probably going to be the mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now it definitely. seems now now maybe before this the mom has done everything she can to kind of hide the inadequacies of the father, and so she's been really good to that point. But I think I'm with you guys. I think pretty much everybody here sucks. Uh, Richie in the Facebook chat says, not the a-hole. He messed up being arrogant. He kept pushing her that he didn't need help. Then, of course, he did. Manny says, the mom should have let the dad figure it out and then work it out with the daughter. (laughs) Enrique says, how the hell does a father forget about his daughter? He's the a-hole. I think you'd be surprised, Enrique. (laughs) I think you would be uh, unfortunately surprised with how many uh, fathers there are out there that forget about their kids. For sure. Unfortunately. All right, so we're all in agreement. Everybody, Everybody, sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Everybody sucks! Everybody sucks! <laughs> Everybody sucks! It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. People still chiming in on the Facebook chat about the M.I. the a-hole, where the mother pretty much knew that her ex was not going to come through with the birthday cake, so she got one and pretty much made him look bad at the party. Valerie says, not the a-hole. The mom didn't play a game. She took matters into her own hands knowing he would forget. The bottom line is the daughter's happiness. Now the daughter knows who her dad really is. And Brittany chimes in on the Facebook chat saying, let's not forget, he got an 11 candle for her uh, 13th birthday. (laughs) That's pretty important right there. Luis says, bet he won't forget from now on. By the way, how do you forget something that important? It's strange, man. I know a lot of people out there like that. Michael says, Reddit is like a cesspool of negativity. I would actually disagree with that vehemently. Yeah. Vehemently? Did I just make up words? Did that just happen here? Perhaps. I would just how about this? I would just I would disagree with that statement. There you're going to find negativity because <laughs> it's the internet. But there's right. a lot of really positive places over on Reddit as well. I've noticed a lot of the stuff that I follow on Reddit happen to do with my favorite TV shows. Nice. I follow Brooklyn Nine Nine, Scrubs, Community. Oh, and then I get really excited when somebody creates a meme where it's not a crossover the two shows, but something very similar. Like on Community, you always had Abed who would go, "Cool, cool, cool, cool right? Cool, cool, cool." Yep. cool. And then you have Jake Peralta on Brooklyn Nine Nine who always goes cool, 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 cool. So it's just who can say cool the most, basically. Got very excited <laughs> when I saw somebody else pick up on That's that. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right. So you ready for some entertainment, Joanna? Yeah. Let's all right, do let's it. get to it. Michael says it is a word, whatever I just said. <laughs> I thought I just pronounced it wrong. All right, Joanne, what do we have in entertainment news?
1: Well, sadly, first of all, Jeff Bridges announced that he has been diagnosed with cancer on Twitter last night. But the seriousness of the situation didn't stop him from opening with a great line from The Big Lebowski. He said, quote, as the dude would say, new S word has come to light. He said that he has been diagnosed with lymphoma, although it is a serious disease. I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors, and the prognosis is good. He's, he's starting treatment, and he will keep all of us posted on his recovery. For what it's worth, Jeff turned 71 in December. Hmm. Lymphoma is a cancer of part of the immune system, and there are several types of it. It is unclear which one Jeff was diagnosed with.
0: Didn't his, was it his dad— um No, who am I thinking of here? Yeah, parents, Lloyd Bridges. He lived, yeah, he lived to be 85. He's, yeah, yeah, he was 85.
1: Wow, well.
0: Passed away back in
1: 98. Well, all good wishes towards Jeff Bridges.
0: The dude. The dude. The dude, the dude. <laughs> the Duderino. El dude if you're not into the whole brevity thing. The
1: dude-ness. Thing. I like the dude-ness. Yeah. After 15 years hunting down demons, Jensen Ackles is saying goodbye to Supernatural, which airs its final episode on November 19th. And he's saying hello to the boys. While the Twisted Superhero show just wrapped up an explosive season two, the boys has already been renewed for season three.
0: Did you ever watch it, Joanna? I have
1: not started it. Don't tell Lisa.
0: As such, <sighs> Joanna, Joanna, Joanna. <laughs>
1: This means that fans can expect to see Homelander, Billy Butcher, and the rest of the gang back in action in the near future. While much of The Boys uh, Season 3 remains a mystery, showrunner Eric Kripke has already confirmed that Soldier Boy, played by Jensen Ackles, will appear in the upcoming season. Soldier Boy is The Boys' parody of Marvel's Captain America, and yesterday Jensen gave us a little hint as to how Soldier Boy will sound.
0: Is that Homelander coming in at the end yeah, there saying, God homelander bless you, Soldier Boy? At the
1: end. Soldier Boy is portrayed in the comic books as a bumbling, somewhat naive character. However, it's unclear if this is will, this will be reflected in season three. Kripke has already warned fans that Soldier Boy has an ego that rivals that of a homelander. Oh my. And finally, none of us can agree on the best Hollywood Chris. So over the weekend, a Twit. Tweet, a tweet went viral asking for the worst Chris, with the choices being Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Chris Pine. The tweet said, "Quote one has to go." Would racked up more than seven thousand comments and thirteen thousand retweets. Obviously, everyone has a take, but according to those who sifted through thousands of comments, the respondents overwhelmingly voted out Chris Pratt making him the worst Hollywood Chris.
0: Oh, you know why? Why? Because Star-Lord screwed it up in Infinity War.
1: That is one of the main reasons that they're saying he was the worst.
0: So you had Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Evans? Chris Evans. So you have those four?
1: Yes. And one of them has to go.
0: I'm cool uh, with getting rid of Chris Pine.
1: Chris Pine.
0: Because, look, you got Star-Lord, Thor, and Captain America. Uh Uh-huh. You really think that uh, Captain Kirk is going to be on that same level? I don't think so. Chris Pine can go.
1: (laughs) Well, even the original poster noticed that Pratt was doomed, so she made it harder by replacing Chris Pratt with Irish actor Chris O'Dowd. Who the hell's that? He's the guy that came out in Bridesmaids.
0: Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He seems very likable, so she tried to make it a little harder by making him the fourth Chris. In addition to this Chris-off, the original poster did a Tom-off with Tom Holland, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hardy, and Tom Hanks. But that one hasn't gone as viral as the Chris one. Was it it was
0: Tom Holland, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hanks, and who? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Ooh,
1: Ooh that one's hard. Who has to go?
0: Man. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Tom Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston Loki. Loki. Who somehow makes Loki likable. Remember, he's supposed to be a villain. Right, and we all
1: cheer for him.
0: Yeah. Tom, I mean, Tom Hanks, there's no way, right? No, definitely. Okay.
1: He's probably the keen Tom. And then
0: Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. You know what? I think I would be willing to get rid of Tom Hardy just because of his show, Taboo, that never finished up. (laughs) And it was like, oh, hey, here's you a hold, show. You
1: hold that one against you. You're going
0: to sit through this thing for like eight episodes. It's never really going to ever go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we're not even going to give you a second season. Oh, and uh, by the way, we're going to constantly cover his face up in every movie he's in.
1: Stop covering up Tom Hardy's beautiful face, Hollywood.
0: When's he been covered up? Uh, Venom, obviously. Venom, when he's Venom, he's uh, Mad Max. covered. Mad Max. He had the thing overseas. Bane.
1: Bane. He's playing uh, Al Capone.
0: So well, they, yeah, it's all—it's just covered in makeup.
1: Yeah, and it's like an awful prosthetic that he's wearing on his face.
0: Goodness gracious. I think I, th- that one I'd have to get rid of Tom.
1: Tom
2: Hardy?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, with Entertainment News, I'm Joanna Barber. I thought it'd
0: be easier if I didn't actually give a last know, name, because then you leave it all up to everybody else. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Things just kind of keep going from bad to worse for the Cowboys. Stuck with uh, 38-10 loss to the Cardinals last night. Cap, are you there, buddy? Good morning. Morning, Cap. Not a good
4: morning if you're a Cowboys fan. I'll tell you, when I was watching this game, I just kept thinking to myself, um, boy, it can't get any worse. And you know what? It just kept getting worse. I was wrong. (laughs) And, and really, the, the crazy thing about this game was this, okay? Look, we could talk about Andy Dalton until we're blue in the face, right? And his interceptions and all that. But the truth is, this game was lost so early when Zeke couldn't hang on to the football and lost both fumbles, which resulted in both touchdowns, that the Cowboys once again put them in a huge hole. And Andy Dalton is not Dak Prescott, and he's not going to just try to rally a team from 20-something down to to win a football game. And that's ultimately what we had to deal with again if you're a Cowboys fan
0: last night. I mean, I think the only positive takeaway that you can even take from this Cowboys season is the fact that the entire NFC East is awful. I mean, that's it,
4: right? Yes. The worst—this The uh, this could be— the worst division in the history of football. I mean, I started thinking about this because these teams are so bad, and week after week, they, they really they show no improvement. It's like you think to yourself, "Wow, the Cowboys are two and four, and yet they're you know at the top of the division because the division is god awful, and that's just that's a fact. It's 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 crazy. You have a half game lead on the Eagles, who are one four and one." <laughs> I mean, you can't make this kind of stuff up, you and know. The Reds, the uh, Washington Football Club, I I was going to say it again, the Washington Football Club, they've lost 5 in a row. The Eagles have lost two. The Giants, they won their first game of the season, and now the Cowboys are back to, uh, you know, losing again after uh, last night. Well, if the
0: Eagles could actually get healthy, they might be a a decent team. But they're now looking at Miles Sanders not being able to play this week. Zach Ertz is now going to be out for a few different weeks. So, yep. I mean, that's maybe the one salvageable team out of the NFC East at this point would be the Eagles. Now, for the Cowboys, coming up on Sunday, they're going to be at Washington, and then they travel to Philadelphia for the Sunday night game coming up on November first. Then after that, now look, you got a bunch of you you have to play the Steelers. They have the Ravens still on the schedule. Carson Wentz is having an
4: awful season for the Eagles. Have you looked at his numbers? I mean, he's he's thrown for eight touchdowns and nine interceptions so far, and he's only averaging about two hundred and fifty passing yards a game. I mean, that's just that's that's not going to cut it. But he's also been uh, without anybody.
0: But he's also been without almost anybody to throw to for the season. Um, You've had Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey out. um, Dallas Goddard had been out. He's I think he's. He could potentially return this week, but if he doesn't return, they're going to be without their top two tight ends. Dallas Goddard's going to be out, and Zach Ertz will also be out for Philadelphia. So a lot of it is on Wentz, but still, he just hasn't had anybody to throw the ball to.
4: I don't disagree, but you still can't throw interceptions like that. You can't throw more interceptions than touchdowns. Not if you're getting. Got Joe Namath into the Hall of Fame. Mm, it's true. Don't uh, don't don't do that. Don't go there. Don't go. You know what? He 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 put the guarantee up, and he won Super Bowl three. Relax. Don't don't do the, that
0: to me. And it's the only reason he's in the Hall of Fame, and is the only reason that dude's in the Hall of Fame.
4: No doubt. I'm not going to disagree with that. And plus, he played in New York. Let's be honest. If uh, if you know you put him in uh, in, in Cleveland, uh, nobody's talking about Joe Namath. So, you know, it helps to play in New York City. It really does, especially in those years, in the late 60s. But we're not talking about the Jets or the Eagles. We're talking about the Cowboys and their defense, which, once again, you look at what Kyler Murray did. He didn't complete many passes. But he didn't need not. to. They This team, no. This team could not stop Kenyon Drake. This team could not, um, you know, they, they just forced turnover after turnover. Um, I saw an amazing statistic that, in the last five years, the Cowboys have not finished a season with 10 or more interceptions. And it's historically bad right now. It was so interesting. You know, Babel Offenberg uh, sent out a tweet earlier about this and, you know, just mentioned that, you know, this team, this team is, they don't take any, they don't take the ball away. They don't do anything. It's just, it's brutal. And listen to this five straight years with 10 or fewer interceptions. That is an NFL record that goes back. 88 years. And it looks like they're going to extend it because they have one interception in their first 6 games. So, if this team goes 6 straight years with 10 or fewer interceptions, we're talking about an NFL record going back 88 years. That means what? 1932 is what there is 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 the last time that's happened. So, that's awful. Absolutely awful.
0: Yeah, and you want to talk about how the Cowboys weren't able to contain Kenyon Drake? He looked like he was one of the easiest running backs to contain this season. He had really hadn't done a whole lot this season, but last night he puts up 164 yards. He averages 8.2 yards per carry. Scores a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he looked like the best running back on the field last night, Ezekiel Elliott. What's going on with him? You watch some of these plays and you watch some of these fumbles, and it, it, it's 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 mind boggling at this point.
4: Well, you said it. You said it right there. Mind is mental, and it's mental with, with, with Zeke. Look, when it rains, it pours, all right? That's just what it comes down to. You know he's better than that, but if he's got a fumble problem, he can only, he can't, you know, he got to limit his carries. He only had 12 carries yesterday for 49 yards because of the fumble issues, and and I really believe that. I think this with this team, um, part of it is just they're a bad football team, and part of it is, you know, they're mentally bad, and that's it. And, and you start getting in your head that you're going to um, have a hard time protecting the football, and you can't run the ball anymore. And so, that's kind of what happened with him yesterday.
0: You think it's almost uh, kind of like getting the yips in golf or in baseball, where you're so in your own head when it comes to that aspect, it almost opens the door for more fumbles to happen? Yes, Yes, didn't you see him when he was
4: hitting his head yesterday after that second fumble? Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell it was it was it was there. It was mental for him more than anything else, and that's but that's what happens with a bad football team. Okay, when things aren't going well and bad things start to happen, um, you have a hard time snapping out of it. And uh, listen, it, it, let's just let's just be real. If Dak is healthy, we don't know what would have happened last night. Zeke could have still fumbled twice. They could have put themselves in a huge hole again. Maybe Dak gets him back. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, there's only so many times you can expect a guy to try to come from three or four touchdowns down. This team has so many issues and so many problems, and you start to wonder, will Mike McCarthy last the year? I mean, you know, when they first hired him, what'd they say? It was love at first sight was the quote from Jerry Jones uh, regarding Mike McCarthy. Love at first sight. Well, Sometimes you wonder if uh, you know, you've lost that love and feeling. And I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be the
0: case with, uh, with, with Jerry and, uh, and their head coach. So we're maybe the, about a third of the way through the season now. Um, who do you, if you were to have to pick your Super Bowl contenders now, based on the information that we have now, who are you, who are you picking to go to the Super Bowl? Look, there are two
4: undefeated teams left right now in the AFC, in Pittsburgh and Tennessee. And
0: but they play this so week, hard don't they?
4: to go against – they do. They do. But it's so hard to go against Kansas City. It is so difficult just because they have Patty Mahomes. Now they're getting Le'Veon Bell. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that mix, with him joining that team.
0: Geez, they didn't um, need him and, last and night, you know man. What? They put up almost 250 yards rushing. No.
4: No, they didn't. You're right, because Edwards Hilaire was amazing. So uh, the truth is, right now in the AFC, I like Tennessee a lot. I think that that's a football team that's going to be dangerous in the postseason again, but um, it's hard to go against Kansas City. So I would take Kansas City. And as far as the NFC, I mean, I still have to take Seattle. Um, They're the only undefeated team left. And although they've had some close calls, you know, Russell Wilson has looked terrific for this season. Um, And you look at their games. The thing I like about Seattle is almost all of their wins are close wins. I mean, you think about it. They beat the Patriots by five. They beat the Cowboys by a touchdown. They beat the Dolphins by eight. They beat the Vikings by one. I mean, you know, they're not destroying teams, but they figure out ways to win all these close games. Now, they got to go play the Cardinals on the road. Then they've got the 49ers. Then the Bills. Then the Rams. doesn't get any easier for Seattle. But right now, Green Bay looked awful against Tampa Bay last week. Okay, so um, I I was going to put Green Bay on that list, but suddenly they look human. I don't buy the Bears at five and one. Um, The NFC East is a joke. And then in the South, you know, the Buccaneers right now are atop the division at four and two. But I'm not taking Tom Brady and company over a team like Russell Wilson in Seattle. So I think Seattle and Kansas City, at least as of now, are my are my two picks uh, six games into the season. How about you?
0: Well, see, for me, I would have to go, if we want to stick with the NFC for right now, watching Tampa Bay play, I think they might be one of the most complete teams in football because they've been able to win with an incredibly injured receiving core. Mike Evans has... Uh, not been healthy Chris Godwin has not been healthy Uh, Scotty Miller has not been healthy Gronk is is an an ancient Gronk at this point Um, who is is the other tight end? O.J. Howard Um, he's out for the season um, but their defense is really stinking good and when Tom Brady has needed to do it for the most part he has done it this season. I think that that first game against New Orleans was a bit of a blip um, but they manhandled the Packers on Sunday. So I think if I'm going for the NFC, I would trust the Buccaneers just because, and not because Tom Brady's there. I trust the Buccaneers because their defense is significantly better than most of the other teams. And that's one of the downsides of Seattle. I think Russell Wilson is playing some of the best football that we've ever seen, but it's eventually going to come back and bite him in the ass where I don't think that you're going to be able to to sustain that for the whole season and the postseason postseason is going to be longer this year. You don't know what else is going to pop up with COVID-19 positive tests. but In regards to that, I can't trust Seattle because that defense is so bad. It is so bad. But yeah, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf has shown that he's a monster. Chris Carson is still a stud running back. But I would probably go with Tampa um, out of the NFC. Now, going to the NFC, it is really difficult to pick against the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. All of the weapons he has, they are bringing Le'Veon Bell in. I'm not anticipating a lot from Le'Veon Bell, because I think he's lost a pretty big step. I I, I think over the past few years, he has uh, declined. Now, maybe that decline has to do with the situation in the Jets, after leaving the Steelers and holding out for so long, and maybe he can get that form back, but... I'm not betting on that for him. I think that Edwards Hilaire last night did a, f- a fantastic job. The Chiefs showed that they could run the ball when they wanted to run the ball because it was just a wet, sloppy mess up in Buffalo. But I think if I am picking right now, I'm going Titans because Ryan Tannehill is playing out of his mind. They have fantastic yep. tight end receivers. Derrick Henry, man, that dude could literally carry the team on his back. And the defense is well, he great.
4: This past week, you're right. Now, let me say this. First off, this is a conversation we are not having when Buzz is here, and that's why I love it, okay? Cuz this is this is so deep, this is so in-depth, and I'm thinking to myself as I'm listening to you talk, his head would be spinning. So the truth is, um, you know, thank you for really uh, much <laughs> deeper in, a deep dive into the NFL here today. Joanna is probably thinking to herself, "Wow, what are they what are they talking about?" Um, and Sal, Sal's probably wondering if he's on yeah. AM or FM right now. So Yes, Sal, Sal's probably wondering what station this is. So that that the first uh, thing is thank you for that. I appreciate that. And by the way, breaking news: this just happened a moment ago. Adam Schefter reported that the Dolphins are naming Tua Tagovailoa their starting quarterback effective immediately. So Ryan Fitzpatrick and Beard will now back up Tua, um, who made his NFL debut against the Jets this past Sunday. So that's breaking news. Have they so said the why are putting Tua in? No, I, I think they they believe that he's their franchise. They're now three and three, and 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 understand this. Fitzpatrick has done nothing wrong. I mean, the guy's thrown for no. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so in six games.
0: He's been amazing. He had, he had, he's thrown yes, for over fifteen hundred yards already. He's got a QBR of eighty two point five, and he has ten touchdowns. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. I think more. it's a mistake. I think it's a
4: mistake because I do think the Dolphins in this division could be a wild card kind of team but I mean you know what that's their that's their call they're even ahead of New England and the Jets right now they're just what a game back of Buffalo mm-hmm. so I am a little surprised that after 5 snaps they're giving Tua the uh, the job but that's the story right now but back to what you're saying yeah, I mean look you want to go with with uh, Tennessee that's not a bad pick at all they've looked terrific and not only that the way they played um, coming off of uh, COVID, um, this mm-hmm. past week, you know that was that was a big that was a big performance for them. So, um, you know they they beat Buffalo, they beat Houston in OT. Um, I like Tennessee. I like what they you know I like what they do. I like how you know Tannehill's been. He's revitalized his career out there, and uh, so far so good. Now you said it. They play the Steelers. They're both undefeated. Then they've got the Bengals, the Bears, the Colts, and the Ravens. So
2: a it's couple a tough, tough games
0: in the next few weeks. It's an incredibly tough schedule yeah. for them because the Steelers, obviously, I mean, that's another team that we could easily say. If, if somebody were to say Steelers are going to the Super Bowl, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you because they look damn good. And they've been able to do it with a guy like Deontay Johnson, who has barely been in the game. And then you have the um, uh, like a guy like Chase uh, Claypool, who's able to step up and um, basically become a number one wide receiver at this point. But then you have. And by the way, oh, go, ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I well, I was just going to say because uh, for they, for the up. the Titans are going to be tested here because you're going to have the Bears who only have one loss, the Colts, which some people are considering to be the best defense in the league, and this the, this four game stretch here. You've got Bears, Colts, Ravens, Colts for the Titans so we're going to know a lot about that team coming up here um, by the end of that uh, second Colts game which is in the end of November so we're going to know at that point whether or not this team is for real or not
4: well they had a great run last year and they could have very well gone all the way into the Super Bowl but they fell short in the playoffs so it's a good football team the nucleus is there Um, and and I'm again I'm still my my head spinning from this Tua Tagovailoa story it really is it doesn't make any sense. What, no, it. What it seems to me right now is that, as good as they're playing at times, they want to build for the future, and they want to know what two has got. They want to know what you know. They, they said Tua time is now, and this is what it's all about. They want to find out what he what he can do. And the interesting thing about um, Miami is that, despite their record, you know, three and three, like we talked about a moment ago, and, and right in the middle of things, and that division, the uh, AFC least, Um, you look at what they have coming up, okay? And that's, I think, the key right here with it is Dolphins find themselves, I believe they're on a bye week. This is the... um, Following the bye week, they have the Rams at home, Cardinals on the road, Chargers at home, Broncos and Jets on the road. And they might feel that...
0: What in the world's happening here? You still there, Cap? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Something's Sorry. almost bleeding through here. Anyway, anyway. this is the anyway. San Dallas Cowboys. This might be a good time to buy. Jesus. Just to see what Tua can do. Thank All you. right, Cappy. We got a we got a break. Something's going on here. So um, thank you. We'll uh, look forward to more from you um, later on this week. Thanks, Cap. You're welcome. Thanks, By the buddy. way,
4: the World Series starts today.
0: It does, and you can catch it on 600 ESPN El Paso.